This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 13 Days of Halloween is a production of iHeartRadio, Blumhouse Television, and Grim and Mild from Aaron Mankey. Headphones recommended. Listener discretion advised. Ah! Good evening, dear friend. Welcome to Hawthorne Manor's Grand Ballroom. There are two rather curious things you may notice about this place. The first, of course, the ghostly music which seems to emanate from every wall. This is, in one sense, merely a trick of the masterful acoustics, so magnificently trapping the sounds of celebrations past the way a kerchief might capture one's perfume. It is, in another, more tragic sense, a sort of haunting. But let us not speak in metaphors. The second thing takes a bit longer to fully realize. Though not readily apparent to the human eye, the ballroom floor is subtly warped and twisted, and at certain points rises and drops. The deep, auburn staining of the majestic hardwood renders these hazards effectively invisible. One wishes to believe that this was an accidental flaw in the architect's otherwise flawless design. But the architect was a solitary sort of man. And I believe that despite his genius, or perhaps because of it, he disdained humanity. His daughter, however, had no such problem. In fact, she pined for human contact outside of her father and servants, and so begged him to throw a ball in her honor. Why have a ballroom if not to host dances? she asked him. He relented, with the caveat. It was not to be a mere dance, but competition. Whatever couple made it through the long night should win a glamorous prize. On the appointed evening, a large crowd gathered at Hawthorne Manor, and with a grand gesture, our architect signaled for the music to begin. Dozens of couples flooded the dance floor. Almost immediately, there was a cry. A young woman had sprained her ankle and had to be carried off. Dancers and witnesses alike shook their heads in pity. But before they could refocus their attentions, another had twisted her ankle, this time breaking it. 
By the third injury, mere moments later, those on the dance floor began to realize that something was amiss. The floor itself was a hazard to the dancers. It was built to injure. It is rumored that the architect watched from the balcony with glee. Many continued to dance upon the twisted ballroom floor. And by dawn, one couple remained, their ankles bruised and bloodied. His daughter never forgave him this transgression. And what apparition do we find here? This delicate creature in white is known through Hawthorne Manor as the Bride. You two already have your unspoken names in common. I'll leave you to catch up on what else you may share. It's important to me that you know that I was in love. In love and young and stupid. It was a whirlwind romance. Bradley and I. A 21st century coffee shop meet-cute, complete with spilled pour-overs, the both of us apologizing in a scramble for napkins, and our eyes met, and he was the handsomest thing I had ever seen. Such kind eyes and a Hollywood jaw with a Sistine Chapel face. He was a work of art. Just a beautiful, beautiful man. Bradley. He caught me there. And I never let him let me go. Then we were married. And it was like it happened the next day. We just wanted one another and could not slow down. Our wedding reception was a blur of dancing and hugs from old friends and champagne. God, the champagne. I must have finished an entire bottle. And you know if you're the bride, you don't get a lot of time to eat or sit still or stop to take it all in. So we toasted with friends and family late into the night. And then we stumbled to our honeymoon suite. The alcohol made my cheeks feel rosy and gave the room some motion. But my God, Bradley's face. He was the only thing I could see, the only thing I wanted. And his chestnut eyes and strong shoulders and his body on mine. I was deliriously happy. We collapsed on the bed. He said something funny. <laughs> I don't remember. I wish I could remember every stupid joke he ever told me. But he said it, and I laughed so loud <laughs> that he flinched. I jumped on him and took his movie star cheekbones in my hands. I pressed my face to his, but we were still laughing too hard to kiss. <laughs> I wish I could remember him that way. I wish his face lived in me forever in that moment. But I fell back to my pillow and... I don't remember sleep coming on, but it came. It felt like dreams came quickly, like I stepped out of the real world and into somewhere else. I was on the ocean floor, holding my breath in the hull of a sunken ship. I felt pressure crushing in on me, and it was very dim. The entire world was gray and heavy, and I could barely move. I walked through the door of something that looked like a vault, and there was a flash of light, and I was staring at rows of long, sharp teeth all curving in different directions. It was one of those anglerfish, those awful-looking zombie-eyed fish with the dangling light and the teeth like spears, and it caught me in its light, and it unhinged its jaw, and I couldn't scream. 
I couldn't scream. I couldn't move or look away, and it was just teeth in that terrible face. I woke up soaking wet and feeling panicked. Bradley was still and asleep, and I reached out to touch his face, but my pillow was sticky. Oh my God, I'd thrown up. It was everywhere. I slid out of the bed. My head was throbbing and my eyes wouldn't adjust to the dark. I turned on the lamp and there was a flash of light that made me woozy again. When I could open my eyes to see what I'd done, it was a mess. The sheets were ruined and Bradley was peacefully lying in the middle of it. It was awful. It looked like he was the one who had thrown up. There was so much pooled around his face. I went to Bradley's side and squeezed his shoulder. He rolled over. His face, his face, it was eaten or melting. It was awful. Where he'd been lying, his cheek, his jaw, his eye, half of his face, it was gone. It was red and mottled, it was bleeding, it was white, it was foaming, it was gone. Oh my God, his beautiful face. And I screamed, and he woke up. I could see it hurt, he was confused and hurt, and I wanted to hold him, but I couldn't. I couldn't go near him. And he stood by the bed, and I backed against the other wall, and he asked me what happened. He said, are you okay? Can you believe that? He was in agony, and he was asking me if I was okay. And I couldn't do anything. There was this pressure crushing me, and I couldn't move. And I had to fight my own body to be able to speak. Like, I had to ball up my fist and stomp, and then I could yell, I'm sorry. And he touched that part of his face, and his eyes went wide. And I reached an arm out from my side of the room and said, No, sweetie, don't touch it. Don't look at it. He flexed his jaw, and I saw his tongue poking its way through where his cheek had been. Oh, my God. I couldn't look at him. He ran past me to the bathroom, and this sound he made... He was shouting and his voice was gurgling and I don't know. I said, I don't know. And I threw up and I don't know. Vomit doesn't do this. Vomit doesn't melt skin. His eyes were wild. What was in that champagne? I don't know, I told him. I said it was the bottle his mother gave us. He came close. I had to shut my eyes. The one my mother gave you? He started to pace. My mom gave you a bottle. And you drink it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Bradley had always insisted that I shouldn't trust his mother. Don't believe a word from her treacherous mouth, he said. But she'd always presented herself as kind to me, nurturing even. I didn't understand. He moved back to the bed and looked into the awful mess there. A few gentle wisps of smoke rose from the slowly disintegrating sheets. Bradley sighed. Oh, mother, not again. Then this gurgle came from inside him, and he fell to the floor. I looked down, and he was coughing up blood. I could see his teeth working inside his mouth, and it was all spilling out of all of the holes in his face. I don't know if he knew he was doing it, but he hugged my legs and retched. And I thought of his mother, laughing and dancing and pressing a bottle of champagne into my hands with a sweet smile. Bradley heaved into my knees and I could hear he was trying to say, help me, help me. 
There was a painting, hotel room art that you're not really meant to look at. There was a lighthouse. It was kind of blurry, like the artist worked too fast with too much paint. But there was a little ship off in the distance, just a gray shape headed towards a rocky shore. I took a deep breath. Honey, honey, listen to me. You're going to be all right. I'm going to take care of you. And I meant it. I mean, I wanted to. With my whole heart, I loved him. I knew what I needed to do. And I sobbed so hard that I was starting to hyperventilate. My shoulders and neck shook and the words were coming out in stutters and yelps. I reached down and I ran my fingers through his hair and he looked up and I touched his good cheek. I turned his half-beautiful face up to mine. His eyes were worried wide and his teeth chattered and I could see his tongue thrashing, feeling around for a mouth that just wasn't there anymore. I tried to see the man I loved, but all that I saw was awful zombie eyes and teeth like spears and an unhinging jaw. I couldn't scream. It was just teeth and that terrible face. I told him that I loved him, and nothing would change that. And then I stuck my fingers down my throat, shuddered, and gagged. And then a fountain of bile poured out of me. Onto his ruined face and down his throat. I picked up the phone and dialed my mother-in-law's room. She was on the same floor. It would only take a few minutes for her to arrive to see what she had done to her, to my Bradley. As the phone attempted to connect, I downed the last bit of champagne from the nearly empty bottle. Hopefully there was enough left for her. I went to the corner of the bed and sat down. He was hunched over on the floor, gurgling and convulsing, drowning, really. He looked up at me, and it was bones and teeth going all directions, his jaw coming loose, and he looked like a beached fish gasping for life. And then he was gone, like I had released him back into the deep, set him free, and saved him. So he could always be beautiful and good. I wish his face lived in me forever. But when I try to think of my Bradley, I only see those final moments. And then my memories melt away. Like he's a picture you're not meant to look at. Like I'm working too fast. With too much paint. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. 
Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. There are many of those here at Hawthorne. Broken hearts tend toward this place. It must be something in the air. Tomorrow, a change of pace, perhaps. Meet me outside the east wing in the morning. I have something titillating to show you. For now, watch your step. And when you dream tonight, dream of doorways, yes? Adieu, mon ami. Until the morning. Thirteen Days of Halloween was created by Matt Frederick and Alex Williams and executive produced by Aaron Mankey, starring Keegan-Michael Key as the caretaker. Today's story was written by Mike Johns, performed by Jessica Luza, and directed by Matt Frederick, with editing and sound design by Ben Kiebrick. Additional writing and script supervision from Nicholas Tukoski. Only six days remain. Tomorrow, another story. It was just a dream at first. She stood there, looking beautiful, sweet, batting those lashes at me, like reaching out. Don't let me go. I can be here with you. Don't let me go. Hold on. I didn't want to let her go. I I also couldn't be keeping a whole damn body around the apartment, you know? I'm not a serial killer. 13 Days of Halloween is a production of iHeartRadio, Blumhouse Television, and Grim and Mild from Aaron Mankey. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And learn more about 13 Days of Halloween at GrimAndMild.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually 
in person and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 